I want to give a big word of thanks to Jordan, Stacy, and Dilo because literally in less than 24 hours, we found out that Ants was sick and should not be around people. And, and so we, we definitely want to thank them for the hard work that they put in to help just make worship happen. And we also want to give a big word of thanks to Jeff Broom, who does sound for us every week, but also helped oversee putting up our screens, our new screens. So thank you, Jeff. Because part of what it means to be the church is to take part, is to do something. And every week, especially in this service, Everything has to be put together, and it takes so many people. I think that's what makes this special. Well, our gospel reading today comes from the Gospel of Luke, the 15th chapter, verses 1 through 3, and then 11 through 32. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to him. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So Jesus told them this parable. There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So the father divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country. And he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare? But here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father. And I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. And get the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and celebrate. For the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his elder son was in the field. 
And when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. The servant replied, your brother has come and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has got him back safe and sound. Then the older son became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him. But he answered his father, listen, for all these years I have been working like a slave for you and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a younger a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when the son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice, because this brother of yours was dead. And has come back to life. He was lost and has been found. This is the word of God for the people of God. I think most of us are really familiar with this story. Most of us can probably recite it from heart. Well, I have a really bad habit of when I hear the same thing over and over again, I tune it out. Because I've heard it. I know it. But the thing is, when it comes to scripture, time and time again, I found out that God has a way of speaking. Particularly when we think we've heard it all. But we know the story story of the prodigal son who went and told his father because he, he was tired of the town that they were in. He went and told him, give me my inheritance. Meaning that he told his father, I wish you were dead already. That's what that meant. And the father, the father heard his son say this to him. And he gave his son what he asked for. Meaning that the son took the land and went into town to sell it. Meaning that everyone in town knew what had happened. Everyone in town knew what the son must have said to his father to get this land already. And it brought great shame to the family. But the son... He had what he wanted. He had the money. And so he went to a place, Sam, am I right? Probably one of the worst cities in the history of the world. (laughs) Yeah, a bad place. You think of Las Vegas typically as the place the sun went. This place was a whole lot worse. The sun went because he wanted to have fun. He wanted to live. The life. But he ended up spending everything or losing it all. And the son who was raised in a wealthy family suddenly had to find work in a pig pen, which was the lowest of the low for a Jew. You don't work with pigs if you're a Jew. 
That's what he did. Because that was the work he found. And he found himself envious of the pigs because they had food. He found himself at a place of utter brokenness and failure. And that was when he remembered. He remembered all that his father had. And more importantly, he remembered how good his father was, even to his servants. And so the prodigal son decided to go home. But along the way, he kept reciting an apology that would be followed with, please just let me be your servant. He wasn't expecting anything. He was probably expecting anger or to be turned away. All he wanted was to be hired by his father so that he could have enough to eat. But the closer he got to home, he suddenly saw his father in the distance walking that road. His father started running to him and took him in his arms. And he didn't hear the apology that the son had been rehearsing. He just saw his son. And for him, that was more than enough reason to celebrate. We know the story of love and grace and mercy and compassion. We know the story of a father's great love for his son. But we also know the story of the older son. The son who never brought shame to his family. The son who stayed and worked hard every day. The son who was faithful to his father. I think most of us can probably identify with the older brother. The older brother who after working a long, hard day, started the walk home, only to hear in the distance what sounded like a party. But his house? No one told him. But the closer he got, he saw with his own eyes what was going on. And he saw his own brother and the finest clothes his family owned. The brother who had shamed the family. The brother who had thrown it all away. And he was the one the party was for. I think most of us can understand the resentment and the anger that the brother had. Because he'd been the one who worked hard. He'd been the one who'd stayed. And yet he'd never had a party given for him. And so the brother, the elder brother didn't want to take part in the party. He stayed away from everyone. 
And eventually his father saw him. His father left the party and went to his eldest son. And he heard him out. And the father reminded his eldest son of who he was and of his inheritance. But he also reminded his eldest son, your brother we thought was lost is found. The one we thought was dead is alive. We must celebrate. We hear this story of the prodigal son. And often we get lost thinking about which son we are. Are we the prodigal son, the one who strayed and either failed or was successful? Because the question is, if the prodigal son had been successful, would he have returned? And really, isn't it easy to be a successful prodigal and not realize how far we've strayed? Or maybe we're the eldest son who is good and faithful, but sometimes resents the party throne for the one who wasn't as faithful. Recently, I read a book by one of my favorite authors, Henry Nowen. And he wrote an entire book based on this painting on the screen by Rembrandt. The painting is titled The Return of the Prodigal Son. And the parable we heard is typically titled the prodigal son or the lost son. But Nowen's question was, is the parable mistitled? Because look at the painting and think about who is the center of the painting. You have the young son, the prodigal, in tattered clothes and... If you look closely at the painting, he only has on one shoe. He's kneeling at his father's footsteps. And then you have the elder son who you really can't see, but he's behind the father over the right shoulder, deep in the shadows, not wanting to take part in the homecoming. But the thing is, as Nowen pointed out, the center of this painting, the focus is actually the father. And actually, when we think about it, the focus of the parable is also the father, the compassionate father, the father who heard someone he loved tell him he wished he were dead, only to later see him in the distance and run and welcome him home with a feast. And the father who noticed his eldest son's pain and went to him. I think Jesus told this story partly because we can often find ourselves as either the prodigal son or the elder brother. But Jesus, I think, told the story 
as a call for us to become the Father. Earlier, Jesus had told his disciples, be compassionate as our Father in heaven is compassionate. That was what he told them before sharing the story. Be compassionate, show love, show forgiveness, show mercy that this world often can't understand. All of us in our spiritual walks will be children at some point. All of us will be the prodigal son or the older son at different points in our faith walks. But children have to choose to grow up. Children have to choose to become adults. Because even though we grow up, it is our choice as to how we act. It is our choice the role that we take on. Are we willing to become the Father, the one who shows compassion and love and mercy? Even to someone who hurt us greatly. Are we willing to become the Father who was a great host? The one who thought of all the details. The one who did what he could to make his young his youngest son feel at home again. It's important for us to become the father to learn from him and also to become the host like the father was. Last week, I talked about how God always sets a table for us to come and and to be with him, to know God more. But for those who truly know what it's like to be the prodigal, Or for those who have yet to hear God's name spoken in a way they could comprehend. God's table can be intimidating, but it can also remain unseen until they're introduced to the table, until they're welcomed to the table by someone willing to go to them, to wrap them in their arms, to show compassion to them. Imagine if for all those people lost in the world, imagine if all of them had someone like the father in this parable for them, someone willing to wrap them in their arms, someone willing to show love compassion, someone willing to throw a party for them 
as they're stepping closer and closer to God's home. Someone willing to remind them of their identity as a child of God, as an heir to the kingdom. May in this season of Lent, may we remember that we aren't called to try and decide if we're the prodigal or the older son. May we remember that God has deemed us worthy of becoming a host, of becoming the father in this parable who can show compassion to others, who can make others feel at home and comfortable stepping closer to the maker of the heavens and the earth. Throughout scripture, at whatever table Jesus ate at, he became the host. Even when it was at someone else's house, he was the host. He was the one there who made everyone feel welcome. He made everyone feel at home and free. Free to be themselves. Jesus came to be God with us. To be God running towards us on that road. To wrap us in a hug. To welcome us home. Jesus came with arms open wide to welcome the outcasts, the sinners, the prodigals the righteous, and those who still were just searching and didn't know what they were looking for until he found them. Jesus came to play host at a table where all are always welcome. Jesus came to remind us of how far God is always of how far God is always willing to go how far God is willing to search for us with arms open wide Jesus bore a cross and allowed himself to be nailed to a cross For us to know the heights and the depths and the love and width of God's care for each of us. We celebrate communion as a church family to remember the fact that Christ is host, to remember that we are called to be so much more than who we think we are. To remember 
that we were created by the maker of the heavens and the earth. That we are called a child of the living God. We celebrate communion. This meal called the Lord's Supper. To remind ourselves that we have the choice to come to the table where we can meet God. And we have the choice of who we will be when we walk away from the table. Whether we will be the father in the parable who seeks out others to welcome them home. At a table surrounded by friends he called family, Jesus took the bread and he broke it and told them, this is my body, I will break for you. Then he took a cup and said, this is my blood, my love that I will pour out for all of you, for all God's children throughout time. And when the supper was over, he was betrayed and handed over. He died. And when death thought it had won, he rose from the dead to show us that nothing will keep God from his children. Pour out your spirit, Lord, here upon these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ so that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. Because one fellowship with one another, one in ministry to this world, Till your son returns and we all feast at his heavenly banquet. All honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. Those who are helping to serve will come forward. So this is communion. And this is the Lord's table. Table where all are welcome. You don't have to be a member of this church or any church. You simply need to come willing and ready to meet God. You receive by receiving a piece of bread. The body of Christ broken for you. The body of Christ broken for you. The body of Christ broken for you. And then you'll dip it in the cup. Feel free to come and kneel and pray before or after. Feel free to simply come as you feel ready.
This is your opportunity to come and encounter God, the table where God is the host. And all are welcome. Come as you feel led.